Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I am Michelle Lichty, and I am here this afternoon with Rob Iman. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad you're here, Rob. We are here to discuss <laughs> on Wednesday. It's like the first time in a yeah. month that we've had Woo-hoo. Facebook Live on a Wednesday. <laughs> it's just, it happens. Life is crazy these days. We are here to discuss your sermon from this past Sunday, The Hope of Restoration to Wholeness mm-hmm. from Isaiah 31 verses 1 through 3. Actually, Isaiah 61 as well in there. So. Did I say 31? I you meant said 31. 61. That's I what meant you meant. 61. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't read numbers. That's how crazy it is. Today. Well, threes and sixes are pretty similar, usually. <laughs> <laughs> You're too kind, Rob. You're too kind. Because <laughs> that is not true at all. All right. Well, let's start at the beginning. How about that? All right. Great place to be. Which begin. was not Isaiah. You went back to Genesis. I did go back to Genesis. Yeah. Yes. Because we can't talk about restoration without understanding what needs to be restored. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, for me, Michelle, um, just what was it like to to walk in a perfect creation? What was it like to till the soil and not have weeds come up? What was it like to, to not live by the sweat of your brow and worry and, and all this? You know, what was it like to have, to have uh, the water, water the plants, but not flood them or not have drought? What was it like when the weather cooperated? What was it like when all of creation was working in concert with you to bring glory to the one who brought us into existence? I mean, that's a beautiful thing to speculate on, but we, we just don't know that. I mean, it's just not part of our, our, our experience. So yeah, so that's where you begin. What was that like? And then what have we lost mm-hmm. along the way? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I loved that in the middle of the, um, you know, we were talking about the garden, mm-hmm. the perfect garden. Um, and then Adam and Eve's decision to disobey which brought suffering and death into the world. It, it also brought hope. Like God brought hope. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't the end. He brought hope right at the beginning. He immediately announced that someone was going to come and fix this. Yeah. And then immediately right after that, he ended up sacrificing some animals so that they can make a covering for Adam and Eve's shame, which mm-hmm. is huge. I mean, he, Right off the start, I mean, he, he announced it. I think it's Genesis 3.15. He announced the coming of the one who would be there, who would, who would crush the power of the serpent, who would crush the power of death and decay. And then he showed how he was going to help these uh, humans uh, make it to that point where that person was going to come. Yeah, it's a powerful mm-hmm. story right there in the first three chapters. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and so the pro- one promised in Genesis 3 is Jesus. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I would, I'm kind of skipping the middle part here because I was really, I found your illustration of the phone 
so, so poignant. I was mm. looking for the right word because I thought, oh my word, that is so true. I can't tell you how many times my friend has said to me, Michelle, I mean, I think you could for- afford to buy a new laundry basket, right? And I'm like, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. I've learned to work around it. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I think you could afford to get rid of that shirt with the broken zipper if you don't want to fix the zipper you know like all those things all those things that we work around so the phone didn't ring you couldn't call out on it you couldn't (laughs) muted your voice (laughs) muted your voice but you could listen in yeah so somebody else made the phone call from the kitchen right so it's good (laughs) but you all learned to work around it and isn't that the way we do that with everything though, from laundry baskets to phone to relationships. And so the relationship feels like it's the way it's supposed to be. And our ailments, they feel like it's the way it's supposed, it's just the way it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And for right now, that's true. I mean, um, uh, things happen. Arthritis grows inside the body. Uh, mm-hmm. Degenerative things happen. The skeletal structure is not quite right. It wasn't quite right at birth, you know? And, and so those things, those, and we learn to live with it but the scriptures tell us that a day is coming when we're not going to have to live with that anymore. And, and so the phone became for me, the um, just <laughs> kind of a fun, fun way to step into the whole topic because I get used to relationships that don't work out. Right. Right. In, especially in the church where I, you know, I tiptoe around somebody, I'm afraid of somebody. And so no, right. the Lord wants us to be able to have these honest interactions and help one another grow up to be like Jesus. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it just made me like evaluate what am I just living with in my like relationships Mm. at work, at home, my friendships, like what am I just living with? And sometimes we have to, right? Like sometimes, and, and I think here's the, here's the thing that I really appreciate is that the Holy spirit will prompt us when it's time to address something. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that, that prompting then is our choice to say whether or not we're going to listen to the prompting. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we don't listen to the prompting, the Holy Spirit is not going to force his way in on that point. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll come back again and again and again. And the tough part is that if we ignore the Holy Spirit long enough, we become hardened to the Holy Spirit's voice and prompting. You know, the scriptures yeah. say that we can grieve the Spirit, or we can quench the Spirit. Both of those have the idea of of us in some way tamping down the spirit's influence in our life. And we're saying, no, my way and not your way. Mm-hmm. So, so, so the Holy spirit will speak to us. And the question is, do we listen to his speaking? And that's the one side of it. The other side that you just said is that there are times we, we just have to, we just have to embrace what we have mm-hmm. because the arthritis is not going away. Mm-hmm. Alzheimer's is not disappearing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and it's in that moment that Jesus can meet us in that moment. That, I mean, he's Emmanuel, God with us. And that's the most stunning thing when you think about it, that um, he doesn't swoop in to rescue us from all of our problems. He helps us go through those problems. So on one side, there is the, the restorative thing where the Holy Spirit is guiding us along the way and empowering us. Remember, he gives us the power, Colossians 1, 27 to 29. He gives us the power, but the effort is ours to give. So there's that side of it. But the other side of it is, that he gives us the he gives us the power to sustain and to persevere and to have the patience to live mm. within whatever situation we are in because he's walking with us mm-hmm. and both of those realities exist in this time before our Lord's second coming. 
Mm-hmm. In this, as David referred to in the on in November twenty eighth sermon, mm-hmm. we live in the already, but not yet. Yeah. Like already, restoration is in process, mm-hmm. but not yet will it be finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like restoration, anything that's restored takes time, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about that on Sunday, and so um, I think we're in that period of time where where the Lord is doing His work. Now it will be complete. Philippians 1, 6, when Jesus returns. And I, I years, a year, decades ago now, I heard a, a speaker at a conference somewhere talk about how he wanted to live his life in such a way so that when Jesus returned, the, the step that he would need to make, the gap between who he is and who he is going to be would be so small that it was just a little step. Hmm. And I, I, I like that. I thought, wow, I didn't, never thought about that. Rather than this huge leap, I mean, it's going to be a huge leap because we're, right. you know, but, but his point was he wanted, to, he wanted to spend the time now working in alignment with the Holy Spirit to, um, to open, his, open the way for the Spirit to make the changes that, that wanted to make in his life. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And restoration takes time and energy and resources like someone on Sunday morning in the community group um, she talked about how she had this table that she took to a restorer and she said I want this to look like brand new and he said no you don't you want this this is a valuable table the way it is I will do the work to it that I deem necessary to bring it into a better condition but it's not going to look brand new and she, she walked away and was kind of like, well, this is crazy. Why didn't I just go to Ikea and buy a new table? <laughs> you know? It's like, well, I, and I just thought that is just such a perfect illustration of we are valuable. God doesn't mm-hmm. want to just go to Ikea and get a new Michelle or a new Rob or a new insert your name here. Like, He loves us and considers us valuable the way we are and wants to take the time, effort, and energy to restore us with our cooperation. Wow, that is a beautiful statement, Michelle. I love that. And and it, it carries with it the idea that some of the chips and cracks that we experience in this broken, fallen world will still be seen in our glorified state. Um, that we will carry those with us, even like Jesus, who has scars on his on his yes. wrists and his feet. Um, you know that those scars remain; they have not left him, uh, but they don't inhibit him at all. They're not in the way right. at all. He's not limping. Right. He doesn't have a crutch. Um, uh, so the same thing that that there will be things that we carry with us too that make us unique and and are are a part of our beauty that God puts in us. That's a that's a great word picture. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I was. I was kind of thrown back in my chair when she started talking about that. I was like, whoa, that is, that is is pretty cool. Another thing that was said is um, that the world is drawn to the fully restored, like between a restored table or restored house or restored car the world is drawn towards those fully restored things. And I think somebody said, I think it's because it shows that hope. Yeah. You think I'm of sure. all the shows on TV. Oh, about, yeah. So that's kind of, I think what we're getting at, like the, all the shows about 
you know, I restored this car or the show about I restored this house, you know, those kind of things that that people love to watch those shows. They're super popular because I think it gives us hope. Yeah, that things can change. Mm -hmm. You know, it um, it pulls us away from the despair of this is the way it's always going to be. There are those out there who can fix my problem. Um, And yes, there is a God out there who is working right now to fix my problem, uh, which is my sin and the need for restoration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, and, and so much of that, what we need to have fixed isn't even seen. I mean, that's a big part right. of, of what, uh, what of the lessons that God has been teaching me, you know, uh, that I can't even tell when I'm, you know, first Corinthians 13, if you don't do it out of love, it's not worth anything. Well, how many times do I do something thinking it's <laughs> out of love, but it's really not out of love, you know, and the Lord <laughs> wants to, wants to help me see these parts that are hidden to go, oh, okay, that's what love really looks like in this kind of, yeah. oh, that's yeah. where that is. And, and it's all done in grace too. And that's the thing for mm-hmm. me is that, is that God isn't going wagging his finger at me saying, I told you so, you know, it's not like that. There is this no. amazing grace and amazing acceptance. He accepts you. He accepts me. He accepts us as we are. When we come to faith in Christ, that's who he sees. But he also knows that we are not what, what he wants us to be. And so he works to get us there. And when we screw up, it's there's grace. Okay, let's try it again. Okay, let's try it again. Hey, that didn't work, you know, or, or Dr. Phil, how's that working for you? You know, it's like, oh, okay, I'll try it again. Um, so, but the, the fact that he wants to partner with us and not just totally replace us, what a beautiful statement of love. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, I love that partnership, right? The power is God's there's effort that's ours. Yeah. yeah, I was at Dallas Willard, um, gave this quote, learned it years ago. Um, grace is opposed to earning, not effort. Hmm. Uh, see, grace is opposed to my earning something with what I do, but it's not opposed mm-hmm. to the effort of doing something. You know, mm-hmm. the Apostle Paul, what is it? Uh, Acts like 24, 16. He said, I strive always to have a blameless conscience both before God and before, before people. And that word strive is eskeo. A-S-K-E-O. And it is, it is the, um, it's the striving. It, it's, it's the word from which we, which we get um, ascetics, not aesthetics as in beauty, but ascetics <laughs> as in one who withholds from himself or herself certain things so that they, that person, so that you can grow. It's fasting. It's, it's quiet. Uh, it's Bible reading. Yeah, it's yeah. prayer. It's engaging in certain practices that sustain my soul. And so uh, the Holy Spirit is not opposed to um to effort it's not opposed to striving it's not a pro- opposed to asketo mm-hmm. um it is opposed to me doing it so i can earn god's love or so i can earn favor or that i can right. gain a blessing right um so yeah yeah i love that one of the things you said is if i um okay no i'm looking for something else in my notes i thought that was it uh here it is. Hidden things need to be revealed before mm. they can be healed. And, and when, when our brokenness hits up against somebody else's brokenness, those hidden yeah. things can be revealed. Oh, yeah. yeah. And sometimes it can be really, really discouraging. Like, God, I thought I was over this already. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, unless those hidden things are revealed, they cannot be healed. Right. 
Yeah, there's two layers to that, as far as I see it. I mean, one is, uh, another way to say it is, I, I cannot surrender to God that which I do not yet I know I possess. Mm. If I don't know I possess it, I can't surrender. It. Right. But if I don't surrender, it's not going to be healed. And, and the other side of it is, is so many times we can feel like we are just going around in circles where you're like, you know, you go around in a circle. I'm back here again. I'm back here again. Oh, I, I thought I was done with it. But in reality, right. if you tip that circle on the side, it becomes a helix. A corkscrew. Yes. And yes. so you feel like you're back in the same spot again, but no, you're actually down a level or you're up yes. a level, whatever you're going, right. whatever direction you're heading, you know, right. that, that the Lord is, is using the repetition of experiences to deepen us and to shape us and to mold us. And so mm-hmm. it is not something mm-hmm. to be disturbed about or disquieted about. Oh, no, I thought I knew that. It's a, right. wow, wow, I'm still working on that. The Lord's still, still, still blessing me through this. That's, that's really cool. So it's a, yeah. A totally yeah. different way of looking at how we go through life and even trials and tribulations can be seen as a way that God uses to, to strengthen and mold us. Right. Right. And when, when the Holy spirit reveals these broken places, yes. if I can believe this is, so this is what I was going at before. If I can believe and respond to the Holy spirit, that becomes a paradigm shifting life-changing catalyst to get me on the path to have Jesus fully formed in me. Right. Yeah. And, and the key word there, the key thing there is, is the humility to say, okay, I think I'm off base here. Mm-hmm. But when that happens, then some significant, the Holy Spirit is freed up to do some significant work in us. And you need to remain humble because okay. uh, you're going to be tempted to go back to old ways because you've been practicing that crazy habit for 40 years or whatever the case might be. Right. And it, it, that was, that was your coping mechanism, your way of feeling safe. And, and Jesus is saying, open up, let me be the one that, that keeps you safe. Right. Um, so when you listen, okay, first of all, let's, okay. Okay. And then respond. All right. I'm going to open up. I'm going to say, I screwed up here and see what happens. That does become um, a moment, a possible catalyst for that level of life change. Yeah, but, it's, but we have to we have to be the one to humble ourselves and say, okay, right, I'm, I'm wrong here on this one. Yeah, right. Which, which goes to a question that was asked in the Sunday morning community: Am I willing to be? Am I willing to present myself as a work in progress? Hmm. Am I yeah. willing to do that? Because so much of this world, like, I mean, I'm just thinking about Instagram and social media, like, <laughs> you know, it's, you're like perfect. You spend so much time, like getting there already, getting the makeup absolutely right. And, and, and curating the background and, you know, and it's just perfect yeah. for the photo. And then it's like, but am I willing to pre- present myself as a work in progress? Mm. Yeah. Because we all are. We all are. We are totally accepted by Jesus, even if somebody else doesn't accept me. Mm-hmm. Somebody else says, Rob, I didn't know that about you. I just, oh, oh, you know, sorry. You know, but Jesus still accepts me. And so that's, that's the point of person I want to look to. You know, the, uh, Tim Keller talks about the, the freedom of self-forgetfulness. Mm. That, um, that it really is the, 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 the gavel's already come down. The courtroom has already been adjourned. The judge has given his verdict. And, and Christianity is the only religion where the verdict is given before the performance is viewed. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. So, you know, hmm, forgiven. Perfect. Well, I haven't even done it yet. Forgiven. Perfect. I just screwed up. Forgiven. 
perfect. Well, it's not that we let it go, but it was, okay, so I can have the freedom to keep trying and to not worry about what other people are thinking about me because Jesus has already made the way possible for me to, to know his acceptance. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not ever going to be perfect in this world. No. <laughs> no. Right. So the hope of when we talk about the hope of restoration, you know, it's a process that we're living in right now. Right. Rest, we're in the process of, of having Christ fully formed in us. We're in the process of being restored back to the wholeness and the goodness right. of the Garden of Eden. And it won't be finished until the not yet time, <laughs> until Christ's right. second coming. Yeah, and it's a big picture. I mean, what's the passage in Romans? The creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. And hope that, you know, that there's, it's waiting for us to be revealed. It's waiting for Christ to come back because then it too will be restored. We are in the process of being restored. The tornadoes, the hurricanes, everything else, that mm -hmm. hasn't even begun. That restoration hasn't even begun yet. Our restoration has begun. And then when we are revealed through Jesus's return, boom, the new heaven, the new earth come and it'll be a different day. <laughs> it will be a very different day. It will be a very different day. Yes. And, you know, you said the second coming will complete the process. And we were, we're talking about spiritual restoration here right now, right? Yeah. Um, in this uh, already point in time that we yes. are, God is restoring us spiritually. but when he comes again, not only will creation be restored, but we will be restored physically, perfectly mm -hmm. spiritually, emotionally, mentally, mm -hmm. the whole package. Yeah, physically everything. Yeah, and, and it was at Romans 8 where Paul says, um, those he foreknew, he also predestined. Those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. You look at that string of, of words and... And everything's in the past tense. Yeah, I get that. I was justified. I was this. I was this. But he also says glorified. I'm not glorified yet. But from God's perspective, it's already a done deal. Mm -hmm. And the physical side of the change in us is, I mean, I mean it's totally speculation. Uh, what is it going to be like? You know, we start off with what, what level of devastation have we experienced? What was the curse? What was the fall? Mm. You know, when, when we look at our, and it's all what, what we seem to be, what, what's real, what is, it just, it just is, right? Mm -hmm. But what does perfection look like in the created order? And then what would a perfect body look like? Mm -hmm. How much did we lose when the curse of sin and death came on us? First uh, John three-ish, uh, I think it's three, says um, uh, that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We will be like him. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So Jesus was able to walk through, was able to enter a building with, uh, with the doors and windows shut. Right. Huh. Jesus was able to get to Galilee. How did he get to Galilee? Was he, was he walking to Galilee? Uh uh, somehow he said the disciples watched him ascend to heaven. Was that the father reaching down to grab him or was Jesus ascending on his own? 
you know, <laughs> did he fly to Galilee in this world as a, I'm not saying that we'll be flying one day. Don't get me right. wrong. I'm speculating on certain right. things. Did Jesus really need the stone to be rolled away? Was Jesus out of the tomb before the stone was even rolled away? Because the stone needed to be rolled away so that people could see it was empty. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean we're talking, <laughs> he certainly has holes in his feet, but it doesn't bother him. Right. Um, the holes uh, in it, his it, hand don't bother him. Yeah. Here in the side. Uh, and 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 so mm -hmm. so it, it's a fascinating thing to think about how you know what does it mean for us to physically be glorified to be like him? Um, I mean, it, it, it's we we can only speculate. Uh, right. I, I can never speak with certainty about what it would be like, but based on what we see, it's going to be a whole lot different than what we're experiencing now. Yes, <laughs> praise God for that. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be sad about it. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Oh, go. goodness. In the meantime, here we are in the already, and we are <clears throat> cooperating with the Holy Spirit to have Jesus Christ fully formed in us, in these, in, in our imperfect bodies, in our imperfect minds, in our imperfect emotional states. Yes, and we do it with each other. I think mm -hmm. that's an important thing mm -hmm. that we often forget because mm -hmm. there's the humility I can't hide. You know, if I have, if I am part of a community that accepts me for who I am, mm -hmm. and I don't have to hide those things of who mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. I can share them with that community that accepts me for whom they have grace and truth and love. They accept me for who I am. And then as I let them know who I am and they continue to accept me, there is a marvelous power that the Holy Spirit is enables to work there that allows us to step out of what we're hiding ourselves to be into who God has created us to be. But it has to be it has to do with other people. And it can be one other person. It can be a small group. of It's not going to be a congregation of 600 where this kind of stuff takes place. Usually, usually. it's in a much more yeah, yeah. it's in a much more intimate setting yeah. um, of what, what I, like to, I like to call spiritual friends, mm -hmm. people who are willing to mm -hmm. meet us where we are in our mud, mm -hmm. in our sin, in our difficulty, mm -hmm. and, and love us too much to let us stay there and help us integrate yeah. the scriptures, what the scriptures say are true, into our lives. Mm -hmm. You're more than this. You don't have to be right. part of this anymore. Right. So it's all about community and God, God doing his work through community. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I think, I think that is such an important point, especially for Protestants, because, <laughs> and because we've, I don't know, I grew up with this whole, like, you need to be responsible for yourself, which is true, mm -hmm. but not, there wasn't the emphasis on community that we're doing this together, that we're mm -hmm. walking this path together. Um, and maybe it wasn't emphasized because we just were doing it, but, mm -hmm. um, but it's just something that I have learned um, to value more as I've gotten older. Right. Community I'm aspect. I'm with you on that. Yep. Yeah. And speaking of community aspect, I just want to mention, Rob, you and I and Tom and his wife, Leanne, we are going to be presenting the longest night service yes. on Tuesday, um, on Tuesday, which is December 21st. Six days from today. <laughs> the longest <laughs> night of the year. And it's... Um, the longest night service is a place for us to lament and to grieve uh, with hope. 
because as believers, there's a lot of places where we can, where we are broken, where we are hurting and Jesus promises to meet us there and gives us a hope for the restoration in the future. There we go. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. So information about that is on our website. Just search longest night service at the top of the page and you'll find the information where to sign up for that because it's all online and it won't be live streamed. So you have to sign up. Right. All right. Any last thoughts, Rob? Um, I think we've covered the gamut there. <laughs> I think we have. Yeah. Great. Um, well, God thank you good. for being here today, Rob. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's always a delight to share this time with you, Michelle. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Well, and thank you to our audience for coming, yeah. for joining us, whether you've joined us right now at Facebook Live, whether you're joining us on our blog later or on our podcast. We are really, really thankful that you took the time to spend time with us today and trust that the Holy Spirit is using um, your investment of time to work in you to create Christ in you. The hope of Amen. glory. Hope of glory. <laughs> Amen. All right. All Have right. a great Thank day. You,